0: Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. I am your host, Scott, and welcome back. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I've kind of been doing, I've been kind of busy with the music from the curator's chair, and I've been doing some Project Blue Book episodes now. And if you're probably hearing this, you're going to think, wow, two episodes in one day? What am I doing? Well... Honestly, this is probably not going to come out the same day that I'm recording this, but I thought I would do a quick little review of a classic 2007 movie called Shoot'em Up. This film came out in 2007 and was directed by... If I recall correctly, it was directed by... Give me one second. I know I have it somewhere. It was directed... It was directed by... What was his name? Paul Haslinger. It stars Clive Owen, Paul Giamatti, Monica Bellucci, Stephen McCaddy, and... It also stars... It doesn't seem like there's anyone else that really is a big, big deal in this movie. But honestly, the reason why I wanted to do it is I just watched it again for the first time in a long time. And I felt like, you know what, it's time for a bit of a confession. I absolutely could say this movie to me is one of those guilty as all pleasures that I absolutely love. I, to this day, still don't mind watching every so often. This is a movie I could say... I hate to say it's a guilty pleasure, because I love it. But at the same time, it's not a guilty pleasure. It, it's not one of those songs. I, I one of those movies. I hate to say I love. It's one of those ones I just I don't find myself watching so often. Not not like only because of the fact that one I don't have a copy of it. I just found it randomly scrolling through uh, one of the random streaming services I was using, and I thought, you know what, let's just watch it again. I haven't watched it in a good let's say good mm, ten years. I still remember it when I first watched it in 2008, and I remember how much it got me hooked on a little bit more of the music that I... Some songs I didn't know before, and then some songs that I now remember now. And I'm like, oh, that's a song. Okay, that's why it's been stuck in my head for so long. But it's a good movie. I think it's great. I know a lot of people may not like it because it's just basically a kill-crazy rampage, more or less. It's just basically there's a scene... In the movie Hardboil, Which relates to this. I'm sorry. But it relates to the idea. That what if. cha Young-Fat's character. Was protecting a baby throughout the entire movie of Hard Basically that's what Paul. Like uh, Paul Basenler, uh Decided to do. When he was making this uh, movie. Basically. Haslinger, Haslinger, No. No it was actually produced. It wasn't directed by him. It was written and directed by Michael Davis. I don't know why I said Paul Haslinger. Oh music was by him. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I make mistakes. We're human, right? Basically, it it follows Clapton's character, Mr. Smith, a drifter who rescues this newborn being by being from being killed by uh Hertz, played by Joel, Paul Giamatti, and his henchmen. He flees the gang, enlisting the help of a prostitute called Donna Cantano, played by Monica Bellucci, to keep the baby safe as he unravels this crazy conspiracy. Basically, it just starts in a rough t- part of this town. Let's, I don't know where exactly, but it's somewhere in the U.S. I'm going to maybe say, reasonably, it might be on the East Coast, but it might not be. It might be in the Midwest. I'm going to take a wild guess, and I'm going to say maybe Chicago, or maybe, no, it doesn't seem like Chicago. I'm going to say maybe, if I'm honest, I'm going to maybe say, for the most part, I'm thinking, if I take a look quickly on where they may be. Headquartered. Okay, I'm gonna take a look. Where they are from. Okay, I'm gonna maybe say Connecticut. Let's say that. Like somewhere on the East Coast. I was gonna say Chicago, but I realized there was no L subway lines when I was watching the movie that I re- I had looked at and I saw so I'm gonna guess either there or somewhere on the west coast. But It doesn't matter. Basically, there's this drifter named Smith, who's played by Clive Owen, who's just sitting at a bus stop. He sees a pregnant woman passing him by, and another guy just chasing her. The guy gets, I guess, guess, chasing her with a gun, and um, Paul Giamatti's character decides to, more or less say, uh, what the hell's going on to himself, and he says, okay, fine. There's a woman in distress. I should go help her out he goes and does that, and then one of my favorite songs by Nirvana starts playing, Breed, which if I'm honest, a lot better than uh, it smells like teen spirit any day of the week, hot fucking take there please sorry for the swearing but this is a little explicit today but, overall this song is just like, just the way it starts is basically like that, and he has to basically help to give, Bert, like help, he basically becomes a midwife for this one scene while the song is playing and he's shooting up all these bad guys trying to kill this woman who's pregnant who's like literally in labor trying to like have a baby literally that's what's happening and he's having a gunfight while she's giving birth if that doesn't sound like some weird craziness out of nowhere just gone with the wind nuts you'd probably call me crazy but it's true. That's what happens in this movie. I don't know how else to explain it to you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between, but that's just how it works in this film. And he also kind of gives off one-liners, like, where he's like, you know what, I hate this, that, and the other thing. While well, he's doing this, like, throughout the movie, mostly. But another um, thing that he does in the movie is he also does kind of make a, a one-off joke about a Walther PPK yeah, it was a PPK that the mother had, and he's like, what a piece of crap, it was a bit of a ha-ha on the James Bond movies, because Clive Owen originally was going to be the next Bond before Daniel Craig got the role, but that's a different story for a different time, I don't think many people need to care about that, but basically, he's doing that, they're doing this, they're doing that, he gives, he helps her give birth, um, Cuts the umbilical cord with a gunshot, no less, like, the bullet, so that I, it's kind of fucked up, but, um, Hertz comes out of nowhere to say, hey, all I am is a guy that wants to uh, help with this limerick about Nat, Pat, and Tat, tip for tat, Mr. Hero, tip for tat, he just wants to kill the baby, in a sense, because... He's the one that's just helping solve a more delusional problem, I guess. They escape. He um, finds that the mother is dead. He wants, like, uh, Smith wants to abandon the baby, but he doesn't. He even gets into another gunfight. Literally, this is, like, maybe within the next, like the first 10 minutes. There's a fucking gunfight within 10 minutes of each other literally to rock music first was brie by nirvana the next is joker and the thief by wolf mother and the best part about this one is how creative it gets because he basically sees a sign that he decides to use to basically uh write out fuck you it's his folk, Truck trucking tools and in turn what he does is he shoots out a couple of the words so it says fuck you Cool. And then... Hurts, after he sees, uh... Smith escape... Shoots the L out of... F- tool, so it says, fuck you, too. It's... It, it, it just... It <laughs> I can't... I can't not laugh at that. It's just too funny. Just the fact that... Like, this is happening in a movie. Like, this just does not make sense. But it does. It works... He decides to drop off the child at a carousel a little part or playground. He thinks someone's gonna like take care of him, no problem. He isn't like there's another mishap that happens. He decides to say, Okay, fine, I'm gonna take this guy like take this little one to someone that I know that could probably help me. He takes her it takes him to um uh, Mammary on top of sorts, source like a fetish house of sorts that has uh Donna Quintana, the trashy James Bond, Bond girl. Who's played by Monica Bellucci, who, to be honest, is great in this one. She does get to play Bond girl a little bit later on in her life in Spectre, but that's a different story. But, uh, basically, that's going on. They have a bit of an argument, this, that, and the other thing. Hertz comes to visit her and say, uh, and starts to Kind of give him, uh, give her a little bit more issues, uh, and then come, like, comes the best part about this movie. If I'm honest, just the fact that hurts, oh, well, not hurts, uh, and Smith have a bit of a a rant and rave, whatever you want to call it, like a banter sort of thing. Where Smith actually, with a gun, after he bites a carrot, says, What's, "I'm back." Like it's literally the way I guess the. Uh, the director, Michael Davis, made it out. He basically made this movie to be Elmer's revenge, if that makes sense. Because Hertz's ringtone throughout the entire movie is "Ride of the Valkyries," which some may know as "Kill the Wabbit, Kill the Wabbit, Kill the Wabbit, Kill the Wabbit." It just works. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm trying to do this at. Let's say 9.17 in the E in the PM. I haven't uh, Yeah. I haven't done this in a while. I haven't done a review like this at night in quite a while, so this is definitely something that's different for me. Cause I haven't done one in 2021 at night. I've usually done them in the middle of the day. But he's done this. Uh what else is going on in this movie? Oh. That happens, they escape. Meanwhile, Hertz decides to hire all these goons that he can get to help uh, solve this issue. Uh, Smith and Katana go back to go back to uh, Smith's place to just kind of hang out and just figure out what to do. They find out that there's a club that was near were little, like, and they decide to name the kid Oliver, like, Oliver Twist. They decide to, uh, figure out what's going on with him, and then they find out he likes death metal, so they might have, he might have been close to a death metal club. Well, not death metal, but a metal club that was nearby where he was given, like, where the mother must have stayed. So he does this, not before another shootout happens with Ace of Spades by Motorhead, which is probably one of the best scenes in the movie, to be honest, to me, I think it is, because it's the only one I can, I can remember off the top of my head, anytime I mention the movie, shoot em up to anyone, I always share the same fucking scene, and it is the scene with this song playing, because it is the only one that is. this, oh, it's not mind-numbing, but it's just one that I can just say, it plays in my head anytime I I'm in a shooting a uh, first person shooter or something like that I have a song playing in my head and I just when it comes to like a good point where I just want to just blast everyone away and just go nuts that's what I use for the song I use that so it's it just it just works I think and then the next one like they go to this death metal club they find out that the baby was one of three that were being used to help this senator who's got a hard-on for gun control, a little hard-on for gun control, but uh, he's slowly dying, so they need newborn baby bone marrow, and he's the only one who's been the sperm donor for it. And Kitano and M and, and Oliver go to a hotel where they talk about everything. He get like, uh, Smith gives Oliver some... Tips and whatnot talks about has got like talks about talks about guns and what they are yada yada yada. It it it's clever because he's like teaching him what it is. Then comes the ridiculous sex scene in this movie where it it technically gets replicated a little bit later on in the movie Drive Angry, but that's like I said that's a different story for a different time. I'm not gonna be talking about something that isn't necessary to talk about because. It is not the same movie. But this is one of the first movies that had a sex scene. With a gunfight mixed in there. So. There is that. That happens. Then uh, they find out that the thugs were carrying. a Ham- Like, Hammerson. G- Guns. So, in turn. Smith decides to go. To the. Hammerson gun factory. And set himself up. And take out all the. The, all of the guys, all the goons, there because he thinks that might be a smart play. It works, and then they find out. Oh, geez, he must have been some black ops soldier or something like that because he was uh, a a kid. It was kind of a crack shot too, and they get all pissy and whatnot. And they have another fight. When that happens, they take off uh, and hide in a tank at a museum. Smith gives Katana and Oliver a way out of the city. When they say, okay, here you go. Take this. Get out of town. It's the only way you're going to get out of town. I'm going to deal with this myself. Not only that, but there was another joke that I missed talking about. I should talk about now because they were in, the, they were in a car doing some things. Talking about this, that, and the other thing. But basically, the way it starts is... um. Smith talks about, like, you know what the difference is between a luxury car and a porcupine? With a porcupine, you know where the, the with a luxury car, you know the pricks are on the inside. And I've kind of used this joke a couple of times when it, it's more like I use a Ferrari and a hedgehog. With a hedgehog, you know where the pricks are. They're on the outside as a ha because, well, some people who drive luxury cars are sometimes pricks. But that's a different story. Let's, I digress. I'm moving on. Basically after that happens, he uh like Smith goes ahead and calls up the senator's like VIP protection and says, I wanna meet this, that, and the other thing. One thing leads to another. He takes the Senator hostage onto the pl- on a plane where he then says, uh, you were in bed with these assholes from the beginning, weren't you? Because you know what, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be such a hypocrite, I might as well just end your life now and save save you. He does so, They have, he has an aerial gunfight, like literally just a gunfight in the sky. It just, it gets more and more ridiculous with each passing moment in this movie. But it's still just hilarious. I know I missed another gunfight on the road, I forgot to mention, but that's, I'm not trying to remember all the gunfights that happened just the most critical ones that make more sense to talk about after Smith has kind of just disabled everyone he starts walking, somewhere passes out wakes up in Hammerson's mansion with uh, Hertz torturing him breaking his fingers, trying to get him to give info on where the baby and uh, Katana are he doesn't do so, he decides to just have one last stand, even if he can't move, like uh, shoot a gun properly because his fingers are all fucked up because they're all broken in different pe- in different parts. He still is able to disable the bastards himself, and um, he gives one final one-liner before he takes off and um, takes the dog of Harrison with him. Afterwards, he boards the bus at uh, Katana and Oliver took earlier, and stops off at an ice cream shop that looks like a nipple. Subtle, but he does. He finds Oliver and Katana, and then another gunfight happens where he has to defend himself and Katana, and Oliver does so, and the movie ends. But it ends with. One of the best songs by Motley Crue, if I'm honest, for what works in a movie, like for an action scene, like if you're gonna start some crazy shit, like what are you gonna do? Perfect song for Motley Crue to work with, and I this is the one that I remember was advertised a lot for this movie as well, and it was "Kickstart My Heart" by Motley Crue, and that's what ends it. So ends, shoot 'em up. I know I was kind of mix and matching, like I was kind of all over the place, but. Honestly, this movie is all over the place. There's no... It doesn't stop. Once the gunfights kind of start, they don't really... It doesn't really slow down on the action. It kind of... It's almost like a roller coaster ride. It doesn't stop until it's time to stop. Like, it stops when it wants to. But, overall, I thought this movie was good. If I had to give this a rating from 1 out of 10, I haven't seen this movie in... Like I said, a solid 10 years. I remember Cecil from Bad, Good Bad Flicks did a... What's it called? He did a uh, video on it, just, like, exploring it. He did a lot better than I ever could on this movie. Like, he went more in-depth about it, but I'm just reviewing it for a podcast. What do you want from me, ladies and gentlemen? If I had to say anything about it, it's great. It's definitely a movie. If you haven't seen it before and you want to have a good action flick that's got everything guns blood comedy great music this is one I'd recommend it may have been not so successful it's a bit of a cult hit to some degree it didn't have that much of a good uh, box office uh, performance sadly I don't think it it didn't make its money back at the box office but you know what it tried. It had a. It had. It was mediocre. But you know what? It was. It was favorable to the critics. It just didn't do too well for a lot of people. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's pretty fucking good, if you ask me. If I had to go back and watch this again, just on my own, which I kind of did before I decided to do this spontaneous review, I would probably just watch it again and just have fun with it. But give it a rating out of 10 on the movie scale, I would have to give this a solid 9 out of 10. I don't want to be biased, I, I like it, I don't want to give it a 10, but maybe 9 is too biased, I'll give it an 8. If you haven't seen it before, I recommend it, it's definitely worth the watch if you want to have something that's just ridiculousness, basically. You just want something that's kind of like, you can turn your brain off for a couple of hours. And watch something different, this is definitely worth the watch and without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh Scott reviewing shoot 'em up for midnight movie professionals and transmission and so long for now, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you all next time and transmission. <laughs> Boom. 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 Pa, 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 pa.